the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. That is not a slap. That is a kiss. Now, here's the thing about watching what we... Uh, I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? No. No. Who watches that nonsense? How about you, Squirrel Hands? You watch that? Good, because you're a young, impressionable child. And I don't want you to think for one minute that that's an actual slap. It is, however, something that took the headline of a weekend that the only headline should be is when are you going to impeach this 80-year-old dimwit impersonating a president? See, that's what we should be talking about because this so-called weekend in Europe, or as I call it, weekend at Bernie's 3, was an absolute unmitigated disaster on every stretch of measurement. No matter how you want to look at this feeble fascist, this, this imposter of a man, this facade, Joe Biden, what he did in Europe this weekend, the double talk, the three major mistakes, the White House walking back these children that make up our administration, scrambling to cover up this dimwit's actions. That should be at the forefront of news. Yet when I turn it on, it's Will Smith, Will Smith, Will Smith. Now, if you watched it, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because it's children. They're children. Number one, squirrel hands, everybody who's ever been in a fight knows you don't ever really want to close your hand. That's how you break your hand in a fight. So the, the thing that, that you want to do is keep your hand open. It's called a palm strike. Some refer to it as a slap. If you cup it but keep your hand stretched out, you step through it. So it's, it's real. And if you do it right, you're going to go to the dentist tomorrow if you can get your faculties on straight and find out how many of your teeth I loosened because I'm going to step through that slap. You don't fall back and take your lead foot back and hit like, I don't know what that was, like Mary Poppins swatting a fly. So part of me thinks, oh, was it staged? Then the other part says, who gives a rip to spoiled children? What Chris Rock should do is sue the tar off of that moron. Because it was a fake anger, if you watched it at all. He made the joke about Jada Pinka, whatever her name is, Smith, who is some one of those people who might be beautiful on the outside, but you could see it. It's the look in her eyes. It's that expression, beauty is skin deep, but ugly is to the bone. There's something very ugly about her. And I think it's their soul. I don't like her as far as I could throw a building. But it's not, you know, to each man their own. And then, you know, the rumors of the cuckold and all the rest of it. I mean, it's, it's but at the, at the point of the joke, he's laughing. She's the one with the sourpuss. Then he gets up and makes the scene and proves himself to be just another false talent. You know, this thing about these actors, that's why I don't watch any of the shows. They're not really the kind of caliber of actor that was a decade ago three decades ago. I mean, take a look at some of the old award shows and then look at that fiasco of last night, that embarrassment. I had to explain to my father-in-law, who was the reason I stayed over the weekend. I love my in-laws. 
and I wanted to spend some time with them and my wife and her family. You know, they don't like to separate each other. But to explain to my father-in-law, who's a man, who lived his whole life as a man by principles of right and wrong, that who we're watching do the red carpet is actually a fella with implants. You know, and you watch their brain short out. After all, we spent the majority of the day watching John Wayne movies. Then I got to watch a transvestite. Uh, pretend to, to, to know about movies and characters and knowledge. And then you find out how many of the movies were nominated, were remakes of movies that were done 30 years ago. There's not an original, I mean, it's very small window of original content in Hollywood. The, re, the reality is these, these old studios are passe. The real growth is going to be in streaming. And the real change in talent is that it's declining, not advancing. And the reason is, I thought Will Smith was a fella, a regular guy, you know, until I watched that slap. Then I realized two things. Chris Rock is either very restrained or himself not quite there in the, in the, in the man scale. Because you're going to slap me in front of the world. You're walking off that stage minus an eyeball. And the other thing is, how is that not being considered what it really is? There are two sets of rules for anybody. Any part of the world, you do that, you go. You, that's assault. Simple. Now, we decided he's a big star. He's going to win an Oscar later on that they knew he was going to win because the fix was in. And uh, Will Smith can do whatever he wants, which is another reason never to watch a Will Smith movie, which I personally will never do again. So, you know, to me, that it's convenient because the real story, as far as I'm concerned, the real story is this failure of a president. The real story is the fact that a judge rules today. I've never seen a case like this ever. Judge rules Trump's efforts to overturn election likely criminal. They all, you know, I have to watch Adam Kinzinger, the prime example of an Illinois Republican. There's no purpose for him at all. He is a step and fetch, spend and debt vote. He doesn't have an integrity bone in his body. He's running PACs while being a sitting Congress birthing, non-birthing person. He has a pack. He's raising millions of dollars. He's front-running policies. We don't know what his net worth is. He's on his way to be a little Nancy Pelosi minus the implants so far. But the reality is I have to watch him continually browbeat January 6th as if it was to overturn the election. You know, there's a, there's a misnomer here. Nobody thinks that uh, uh, Trump was trying to overturn the election. What everybody asked for since the night you shut down the count, was an audit of the election results. That's it. That's all anybody wanted. I wanted an audit. I can't get one, though, because they have to keep the spin going. Then they have to keep the distraction going. And the reality is you've got a large percentage of people in this country who view Joe Biden as illegitimate prior to him proving himself unfit. So for a guy like me, this last year and three months should have never happened. It should have never happened. And how much better would the world be? Because the reality, the sickness that you feel in your stomach every day that you have to realize, not only are these political whores the most corrupt and the most incompetent people in charge of things, it shouldn't have happened if we would have been granted that audit to many of our minds. But nobody tried to stop. If Joe Biden would have won proudly and said, yes, and here's the audit, here's the votes, here's who voted, here's the the counties, the districts, the people. You know, you know if you want to name them, don't name them. Give me, I want to know. That there is some audit in place. That's all. Because I found it hard to believe that this many people in this country could not see what a failure, what a fraud Joe Biden is. It's astonishing to me that people didn't know this was coming. Compared to 2020, 
we're reducing the size of the deficit relative to our economy by almost two-thirds, reducing inflationary pressures. So to this fraud of a man who's made everyone's economy worse, everyone, I don't care what level you're at unless you're in on the take, he's going to come out and pretend he's doing something better and it's going to be regurgitated. None of that is true. Joe Biden represents everything wrong in America because you can knowingly tell a lie and get away with it if you have enough propagandists behind you. Joe Biden is working on a technicality. That technicality where he gets away with this lie is that it's compared to the year that the economy was shut down when there was no income. And somehow this gets stoked rather than explained. And this is how you find yourself sinking into the socialist quicksand. The fraud of Democrat leadership, Democrat rule. Everywhere they lead, this is what it looks like when they succeed. The fact is you're failing. Every day that this idiot remains in office, every day, it is more dangerous. The economy will do worse. And the quality of your life, unless you're in on the scam, will be worse. Now, the question is, is it more advantageous to get in on the scam? And whether that be the welfare recipient, who is the Democrat voter base, or the corrupted corporatist, who is the financier of this open and notorious pay-to-play scheme we pretend is an economy under a Democrat rule. That's the only question. Because if you're one of those honest people who just wants to take advantage of being an American and live and get ahead for yourself and your family and constantly improve the quality of not just your life but your kids, you have to wait until they're out of office because they don't know how to win in our definition of winning. And the reality is this is their definition of winning. Just ask one of the many fraud cabinet members like Jennifer Granholm. The transportation system right now is about a third of our carbon pollution that goes up into the air. So we need to decarbonize. And my favorite thing of, about this is that the if you drive an electric vehicle, especially when you consider these outrageous gas prices today. <laughs> She's excited about where we're at in the economy. She's excited because in her world, there is such a thing as an electronic vehicle. And it's great. And it doesn't do twice to three times the damage to the earth to make. It doesn't consume four times the oil of a regular combustion engine because that's what it does. The whole damn thing is four times as detrimental to the earth as a regular car. But that doesn't matter because in her world, it's unicorns and lollipops. And this is winning. Just listen to the excitement. If you drive, if you have a 15 gallon tank, which is the average size of a tank. Tell me today, more, Jennifer. Tell you me went to fill it up uh-huh. on average. If you had to pay the average gas price across the country, which is about three dollars and eighty. This is coming from a woman that's never paid for her gas in the last decade. This fraud. Not only has she always had a driver, she's always had someone else pay for her gas. This pig face rat. Sense. You'd be paying 54 bucks to fill up your tank. That's 54 bucks. If you had an electric vehicle. That would take you the same distance, about 300 miles, and you plugged it in at home, it would cost you about 12 bucks. 54 versus 12. That is a huge savings. And the car would cost you three times as much. And if it's not cold outside, you might get close to that 300 miles, but the reality is you're closer to 200 if the weather isn't perfect. The fact of the matter is the electric car system wouldn't exist if it wasn't subsidized by poor people who will never buy one. Kind of like all of your socialist Ponzi scheme BS. So the reality is if you're an American and you want to get back to being a winner, you got to wait. It ain't going to happen with these Democrat roaches involved. 
It ain't going to happen. It'll just be more and more bald face lies. No, I, that's not how I think of this. I've been dealing with foreign policy for longer than anybody is involved in this process right now. And maybe that's why we're so, in such the pickle we are. But it does explain why there's so many rich companies and lobbyists, mayhem and disaster, and innocent people killed. Because failures like this are left in office. So the only real talk doesn't need to be about two spoiled brats slap fighting each other. Which, by the way, they're lucky I didn't go to Hollywood. They wouldn't even know who they are. What it should be is that we invoke the 25th Amendment and impeach this piece of garbage. Because every day that goes by is worse for me and you. 312-642-5600. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. AM560. This is when the kid was good. You know, he married this mean witch. His whole personality changed. You notice how she looks like his mom, too? Am I the only one who noticed that last night? Uh, Does she really? Is that true? What a disgrace. Gee, he really really stuck up for her. She's fooling around with the son's friend, you said? That's all very weird. Uncorked Wine Festival is coming to Chicago on April 16th. I believe that's the day before Easter. So if you have to deal with a lot of kooks on Easter, you might want to get drunk and pickled at the Museum of Science and Industry. Come and enjoy over 100 wines from across the globe. Full after-hours access to the museum, gourmet, food options, and more. So you can get drunk and run around the museums. Very good. Visit uncorkedwinefestivals.com for more info. And to buy your tickets today, AM560 is giving away a pair of tickets. To enter, to win, visit 560theanswer.com, keyword uncorked. Put, it, put myself in there. No, I'm not coming back to Chicago. Never mind. Don't need to do that. All right, let's go to the lines. George, Libertyville. Sean, good to hear your voice again, man. I was out of town for uh, several weeks down in the great state of South Carolina enjoying freedom. I wanted to be out of town today, but, you know, I stuck myself into a pickle. But that's all right. I got to see a lot of good people. Go ahead. Man, I'll tell you what. These bastards, these absolute bastards, did this intentionally to the gas price and then flippantly say, go buy an electric car. What about that? What is it? About 80% of all Americans rent. Where are these people supposed, even if they wanted to buy an electric car, where the hell are they going to charge their cars overnight? When they're well, George, the nice thing it? is you could, you could go to these Democrat sewers and plug in for free and everybody else pays the taxes for you. This is their big scam. They have to hide the true costs of things. Because if anyone figures out what you just said, you know what? The failure is actually intentional because it puts you into the box they want you in. You'd have outrage. So they distract you from time to time with a nonsense story. And in the meantime, create... Talk about another nonsense story. Everybody's now defending Will Smith for, you know, going up and assaulting a guy for potentially offending his wife. But people that show up at the school board meetings... Enraged about their kids are all of a sudden terrorists. Isn't exactly. <laughs> I love that. That's exactly yeah. right, George. And it's a way to uh, flip the script. That w- that's what goes to show you why the propaganda machine must be active. Think about if they actually allowed people to think about all of the nonsense they tell you how to think rather than telling you information so you can come to a conclusion. I mean, if they did that, nobody would have put this idiot in office. And I mean that. Joe Biden condemns himself. By, by touting his foreign policy exper- experience. America has been making foreign policy mistakes for half a century. Do you think it's a coincidence it's the same half a century that Joe Biden was elected, or is it the ignorance of the Americans to not know how many hospitals we bombed, how many innocent people we bombed, 
and how we now pick Ukraine as the as the victim of money. Did anybody notice how 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 uh, how demanding the Ukraine has been about money? You know, we just gave you twenty six billion dollars, and we give you we hurried up and gave you another two billion. Yet on every station, they're asking for more and more money. On every station, they're asking for more and more money. Uh, how did? The presidential ad lib uh, that may go down in world history. How did that go over with President Zelensky? Well, I don't think President Zelensky was overly impressed. You're not overly impressed? Let me tell you something, Zelensky, with your... Boy, he's got a lot of time to get his hair cut in the middle of a war. Anybody notice that? He's got a great haircut. He seems to never grow. Let me tell you something, you ungrateful rat. We gave you $30 billion in charity. To do nothing. To do nothing. And you're going to speak. I don't even like Joe Biden. But anybody that gave you $30 billion, you better show a little gratitude. What do you mean you don't like it, Zelensky? You fake actor. President Zelensky spoke this morning and effectively accused Western leaders. He didn't mention President Biden by name of being all talk. And uh, I'll read you. Uh... Yeah, now give the $30 billion back. Hey, you. Spritel with your hairdo. Give the $30 billion back. Now you get nothing. All talk. We should have never gave this moron a quarter. That's what I say. What do you think? And by the way, I can't help but notice that yellow flag with those funny little letters. Looks a lot like a schwa sticker on yellow. That's just me. Just a, a, a translation of, of his comments from a short while ago. He was talking about Mariupol, a city which is surrounded. It has been under attack, yet it is still not collapsed. And he said, I've spoken to the defenders of Mariupol. I'm in constant contact with them. Their determination, heroism, and firmness are astonishing. See, they're not going to be happy until they get underwritten for everything they're doing. And I still want answers on those missiles in Belarus. Are those the ones we gave you to fight off the Russians? That you may very well be the be the antagonist for World War III? Oh, you might be. And then he went on to say, if only those... And I also want to know about those, those uh, chemical things. You know, those little things that uh, you were accused of having, you said you didn't have, and then we found out you did have them, where you're creating weapons and whatnot. I, I, I want to know about that a little bit. Who've been thinking for 31 days on how to hand over dozens of jets and tanks had 1% of their courage. So he's saying that that meeting in NATO, which promised a lot of support, still isn't yielding the kind of results that Ukrainians want. Okay, well then give the money back. I mean, you know, listen, if you're all aggravated with the way things are, then give the money back. Otherwise, you're going to take the money and keep complaining. See, we're not married to these people. we got to start acting like it a little bit, maybe. I don't know. Doug, Lake Forest. Hey, Sean, how are you? Um, good to talk with you. I'm a terrible hey, slave, thing- and I'm, I hate failing and having a bunch of failures tell me we're winning. So these are very tough days for me. But go ahead, Doug. Here you. Hey, one thing that nobody's talking about, and I'm going to ask tonight, I know you like your documentaries and movies, but tonight if you could spend 15 minutes on the Internet, look up something called The Dirty Little Secret of Electric Vehicles. Uh, and if Google hasn't scrubbed it, you'll see that electric vehicles emit about 15 to 16% more greenhouse gases than a uh, ICE car, an internal combustion engine car, cradle to grave. It is such a filthy process. To ma- I'm a chemical engineer by major. I'm in the automotive industry. I study this at great length. Nobody's talking about it. The CEOs, they all want their stock price to go up because they see Tesla. The government, when I saw Kamala Harris the other day going, 
oh my God, just, you know what, you have zero emissions. It's the biggest lie I've ever seen perpetrated on America in my life. They're pushing us towards a green future that they think, while the while they're hurting the planet. And that's why they don't promote hydrogen. You know this. Well, I wanted to talk about hydrogen. It it takes takes 2.6 kilowatts to create one kilowatt of hydrogen because you have to crack it from from the oxygen. You have to crack it from water. So if you had pure solar or pure hydroelectric or geothermal where you had really no cost, you could crack hydrogen, and then it's an ultra-clean fuel. It doesn't exist Doug, in nature like you think. I want you to give your number to Bunny. Hold on. Bunny, get his number. I went along with Doug. 312-642-5600. These are the conversations worth having, not the bitch slap contest between spoiled brats. AM560. George Jetsons? Better time, huh? You know, the future was supposed to be bright when I was a kid. The idea that we've got this diapers Biden, this morphodite, 80 years old, embarrassing, not just himself, but the whole country. I mean, did you see any of it this weekend? I honestly think there's a reason there's all this inten- uh, attention on the, on the Smith thing, honestly. I mean, for just a minute, if you could get the country to realize what this idiot did over the course of the last three days, the 25th Amendment should be used right now today. Of course, we have judges that are going to talk about January 6th, a year and a half ago, Trump. They're going to talk about everything but what's relevant until this feeble fascist moron is removed from office. We're going to have nothing but different failures, different varieties, different degrees daily. Did you see the look on his face? He looks like he should be staring out of a short yellow bus. On his way to the zoo. Are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back? I don't even like that expression, America's back. back what are you talking about, America's back? Under these terms? We were so much better off when this idiot was just retired and on the take than we are right now. But what's getting walked back? Listen, it made it sound like, just in the last couple days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon. And it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia. And we know... None of the three occurred. No, they didn't occur. You all saw it with your eyes. This is what a Democrat can do. Don't believe your lying eyes. It's like the sewer of Chicago. Before you know it, you'll think crime is down. Just whatever you do, don't enter Chicago. And if you're there, stay indoors, lock your car, and hope to buy those Kevlar-tinted glass things. It's all winning in the Democrat definition of things. Rick Woodstocks. Hi, Rick. Hey, uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about this uh, Irving guy that's running for governor. I don't know if this has been discussed, but I, I keep hearing this ad about him being a decorated war vet. You know why you hear the ad? You know why you hear the ad? Because one of Chicago's billionaires was conned out of $25 million, given to the Illinois GOP and other swindler lobbyists, and they're going to sell you this bull dung. That's why you're hearing it. But go ahead. Well, I, it is absolute bull dung. Uh, being a, a Desert Storm vet as well as a, a, a four-time uh, uh, War on Terror veteran as well, he, he received uh, peacetime awards, nothing for bravery, nothing even hinting at bravery. And as far as his, his near-death experience, uh, supposedly a Scud missile was, hired, uh, was fired at his unit 
but was shot down by a Patriot missile. Um, uh, it sounds like Hillary that Clinton. Was hired, fired at, that was fired at the entire uh, nation of Saudi Arabia. Rick, can I ask you? Can I ask you a question? You've been in this. You've been in the theater. You've been listening to the American version of reality. And I, I ask you this. I don't know you from a chili pepper. I'm just gonna. I want your honest answer. Sure. After everything you've lived through and seen with your own eyes, versus all of the different spins on that reality you've heard back here in the states, how much of what the American people hear is truth? It's like they don't want the truth. They want a happy, uh, you know, they can point the finger at something and say, at least he was there, and that's good enough. No, I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about Irving. I'm talking about the spin on everything you were involved in, from Desert Storm to all the theaters of combat you were in. I'm taking Irving out of our conversation. I'm just talking in it general. Makes sick. It, it makes me sick. It makes me sick. It really makes me sick. I, I did uh, five combat tours. My dad went to Vietnam three times. My oldest son. Went to Iraq twice and Afghanistan once. I got a 19-year-old who wants to go into service, and I, I, it would it would tear me in half if he went in thinking that he would put his meat on the line to enforce the the, the idioc- you know idiocracy going on right now. And even when we thought it was a righteous fight, I, I'm starting to really second-guess a lot of what it was all about. Yeah, I bought it in the beginning, um, and then I started to look at all the contracts. I started to look at what we did. I started to listen, even in the 90s, when Madeleine Albright told us it was worth 500,000 Iraqi kids getting killed. And, you know, I'm looking back at it now. You notice how no one talks about it? I mean, after all, we were involved in there since the 90s. Did we do any good in the Middle East? Any good? Uh, it's dying for someone to ask me, but I'd, I'd like to see a, a Biden and Albright a, uh, a Schumer, one of those names in a list, then yeah. maybe I'll think they've got a reason <laughs> or a right to have any point in the conversation. See, it's sickening, Rick, when guys like you are the ones that pay the cost. Because what we have in this in this country, unfortunately, are cowards in, char- in charge of brave men. Thank you, Rick, for everything you did. And I'm sorry you were swindled. Because that's exactly how I feel about the whole damn thing. I mean, I want you to think back about all this. We just stopped talking about these places. We've been in nine different hotspots over 30 years. No one can point to one, one thing good for our country other than it's like listening to the Democrats. You have to argue a, a hip, hypothesis. You have to argue a, a, a concept of what would have happened. But none of that is true. 500,000 kids in the 90s were killed in Iraq. Madeleine Albright was asked about it. She said, yeah, it's worth it. I guess as long as you don't know the kids, right? If you look at what Joe Biden's legacy really is, it's failure. If you look at what American foreign policy is over the last 70 years, where has it succeeded? Can anybody name one spot? Or is it just easier to stop talking about the death, the destruction, the innocent people maimed, the innocent damage and the money wasted and lost? Then, of course, I'm getting lessons from Zelensky, who no one can answer me. How is this guy worth $600 million? And where is Ihor Kolomoisky? All right. Kyle, Southside. Oh yeah! Hi, Kyle. Hey, how you doing? Uh, big, uh, big fan, Sean. You're the man, Southside Chicago. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah. Hey, I just want to say, uh, you know, I out of all these channels I listen to, five sixty everything, I don't hear nothing about that Epstein list. And I guarantee, if you guys want to replenish this country with some new blood and get rid of these leeches and these scumbags and these pimps, get that Epstein list. 
Get that Epstein list. I talk about They're all the Democrat it. politicians and most of the Republicans uh, as scumbags. Isn't I'm, that the a list? Lot of powers that be are on that list, my friend. Oh, I'm if sure. we get that list, we could get them the hell out of here. Kyle, did you see his island yeah. went up for sale? No, you, pardon? The island went up for sale. Did you see that? I know. I bid on it. No, I, I did bid on it. It's $120 million. I told them I'd give them $2 million. I'd have to get it from Dan Proft. They didn't answer me. But I'd like to buy that, Island. A lot of secrets there. I signed the check in Hunter Biden's name, but I don't want the check to bounce. Now you made me think. You know what? It's called Rosemont Seneca. I might write a contract in Rosemont Seneca's name. We'll write a full-price cash offer, and we'll get it from Hunter. I like how you think, Kyle. See, we could put this together. We buy the island. Then we look in all the secrets, look at all the rooms. Now, you know how many people you'd see there? You'd never come back from that island. You'd be like Epstein. Then we'd have Baden tell you that he didn't commit suicide. Like, of course he didn't commit suicide. Whacked. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. AM560, the answer. Honestly, I can't believe there's still Democrats in this country after the failure, the misery they cause. The astronomical sense of hopelessness they create everywhere they rule i'm dead serious i've got a clip from new york to make you sick you saw the weekend news in chicago and by the way it's being touted as not that bad nah, it's not that bad would you get 16 17 only shot of course they have to shave those numbers hijacks uh, you know they're calling carjacking hijacking now something tells me there's a way to hide statistics in that but one thing that I love, the idea of about impeaching diapers Biden, which I can't even believe anybody put this idiot in power. The number one thing we do is have to get him out. And everyone says, yeah, but you know who's next? Yes, I do know. Heels up Harris. The most, the safest bet on a lunch date in Washington, D.C. is Harris. No question about it. Got her job the old-fashioned Harvey Weinstein way. And the nice thing about Harris is once she's in, there's an instant loss. You can't get a dog to come up to this lady if you put open A1 sauce in her pocket. Nobody's coming up. You can't like her. Nobody likes her. And everyone knows she's full of it. Imagine all the heavy-duty vehicles that keep our supply lines strong and allow our economy to grow. Imagine. Imagine. That they produced zero emissions. Oh. Well, you all imagined it. That's why we're here today. We are also announcing funding for, yes, one of my favorite topics, electric school buses. Yay! Oh, God. Put a short one together and put Joe Biden in the back of it. Take him to the zoo. They like the zoo. Now, here she is on a Democrat station. You know, you, you spoke a little bit about transportation, and people across the country right now are in a crunch due to these extremely high gas prices. What's the solution? How do we get closer to a solution? Because literally, our stations across the country and all of us, we've been doing our best to do gas drives because people can't get from point A to point B when they're on these fixed incomes. How do we get to a solution for that? Now, he's trying to help her. See, this is a Democrat hub station, Democrat propaganda station. And what he's trying to tell her is, listen, even hardcore Democrats are saying, what the hell is going on? Even some of them can put two and two together And they don't think the answer is racist. Some of them realize that the quality of their life was a hundred times better under Trump. Some of them can even remember when gas was affordable and life was better and the economy was brighter and people felt like successes and America felt powerful and strong like a winner. Some of them can. So he's helping her saying, listen, heels up, Harris. People are starting to lose faith in the Democrat scum. 
They're starting to see you for the failure you are. Now listen to the riveting answer. Well, first of all, we've been, um, you know, understanding that it is a real issue. Um, what we have done is we've actually released some of the reserves, the petroleum reserve, to bring down the cost of gas prices. Is she lucky that the people who think they helped don't realize that they released a day, one day of the oil reserves, one day? They don't realize that the problem they have is the policy. See, the fact that we're pumping a million six less a day, that would be a problem. They believe the supply chain issues without understanding that if we only were up to the levels that Donald Trump was pumping, we would once again be at a surplus. And they certainly don't want to hear about the complexities and the nuances of now India joining Russia, China, Iran, and what appears to be Saudi Arabia indeed dollaring the petrodollar from the oil market. And if that happens, let me tell you something, squirrel hands. You're the first to go because I'd rather eat you than my dog. And you got us a little bit more around the middle. And that's the kind of stuff that happens in a socialist collapse. Empty food shelves. I know they're trying to get you used to it. But when AOC and the Democrats start to talk about polls, here's the problem. Not only do they know that it doesn't look good for them, they're going to be in a hurry to cram more of their agenda down your throat. And we do not have much more time to wait um, because these falling poll, you know, polling numbers, I don't believe in governing by polling, but if that is a concern, which, you know. But when Democrat stronghold radio stations try to bolster up the, the, I guess, vice president, and she falls flat, and the people listening say, what the hell did we do? We know that before the Biden administration is impeached and Kamala Harris loses in a historic defeat, we've got to cram as much junk down the throat of the American people because here's the thing, they're used to paying for failure. Just look at these Democrat-run towns and cities and states. They're used to it. They think nothing of it. And sooner or later, if we do it to the rest of the nation, nobody can move out. To be real in elections, it's, it's a real thing. Um, we need to acknowledge that this isn't just about middle of the road, an increasingly narrow band of, of independent voters. Uh, but this is really about the collapse in support among young people, among the Democratic base, feeling like they are not, that they worked overtime to get this president elected and they aren't necessarily being seen. Wow. You mean you guys don't feel like winners? You mean you idiots? You absolute morons, you greedy socialist bastards that put in this 80-year-old political whore. You don't feel like you're winning? (laughs) We're just getting started, honey. Wait till we get to that third year. You're going to love it. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. It's funny to me. Democrats are a mafia party. They run on the same principles of mafia. Whether you call it taxes or 
tariffs or sanctions or extortion. If you're the one paying it, it's a problem. If you're the one getting it, what Democrat states and Democrat areas have understood is just to keep you on the dole. This way you'll be, you'll turn a blind eye to the waste, fraud, and abuse in government, and you'll demand that it implements the extortion that keeps you sustained. This is the problem with a uh, socialist nation, which I believe America has slipped into. So when I see the Biden administration fail, I know that doesn't mean they're going to correct their policies. It just means they're going to subsidize them at somebody's expense. And it's guys like me who refuse to take welfare that always pay the burden. I wanted to bring on somebody who I've enjoyed for quite a long time, Ramsey Touchberry. He is a reporter for the Washington Times. He focuses on energy and environment, and he sees the scam the same way I do. They just need to subsidize it and make somebody else pay for it. Ramsey, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You know, Ramsey, I have to say, this is something growing up in Chicago I've witnessed for for decades. The problem is, is the character of the citizens become more used to getting on the dole than fighting against the government that's forcing you on it. You get so used to it. Here in Illinois, we pay 82 cents a gallon. Ten cents of which is was done by a Republican in perpetuity for our highway infrastructure, as we constantly have been paying for the infrastructure that the federal government has to come in and subsidize the Democrat corruption of Illinois constantly. And I thought maybe it would be okay if we could hold it to these Democrat mafia states. But isn't this just spread to the nation when you put a Democrat in the White House? So it is pretty interesting what's going on across the country. Um, you've got uh, now more than ever, I think, um, state lawmakers really looking at ways that they can try to help people at the pump. Um, and one of those ways that they've suggested doing that is to by having some of these gas tax holidays where they're suspending, uh, you know, uh, drivers from having to pay these per gallon tax rates that are a lot higher than, um, you know, many people realize, you know, you mentioned um, Illinois' rate is, is pretty high up there. You know, states like California are high up there as well. Um, and then you've got the federal gas tax rate as well on top of all that, which is uh, another 18.4 cents a gallon. Um, so, you know, a lot of drivers don't realize how much they're paying in taxes per gallon. So, you know, one way that uh, lawmakers have decided to try to help these record high prices is to uh, do some tax holidays. Um, not many states have actually done it yet, but there are a lot that want to. Um, there are around 18 or so states that are considering some sort of gas tax relief. Um, and so far, we've seen states like Maryland and Georgia enact them. Um, also, Florida uh, is considering it as well. Well, you know what else people don't realize? How much government makes. And this is something that's really been a problem with me. They demonize the actual producer of what Americans need, of what people exist. They demonize the oil companies, but they give a pass to the municipal, local, state, federal governments that make far more per gallon than the oil companies, make par, far more per barrel than the oil companies. And yet it's always the oil companies. I have to listen to these quasi-communists calling themselves Democrats as they demonize companies that have really revolutionized life. And yet who makes the most money? are the different stages and layers of governments. And somehow they're virtuous when they say, oh, we're going to give you a three-week extortion-free holiday. Do you think Americans are just used to looking at things wrong than realizing why is the government the one making the most in the production and displacement of energy and you're using their taxing system as a instrument of control and extortion? 
Well, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of energy experts will uh, will criticize a lot of these different proposals that lawmakers are putting out to try to help drivers at the pump. The reason they're getting criticized for things like these gas tax holidays is that they say in the short run, you might uh, have consumers and taxpayers get a little bit of a break. But in the long run, what you will probably end up doing is just driving up demand even more and adding to the inflated prices even more. And so, you know, while it's a great talking point for a lot of politicians to propose things like this, you know, tax breaks are usually, uh, uh, you know, positive from, from voters, but it is something that, you know, energy experts will tell you is not a good idea uh, if we want to you know, drive down these prices. And isn't it also an admission that ultimately politicians know the right answer to stimulate something is to alleviate the, the penalties on it, the extortion on it, the taxes on it. And yet they refuse to do it when it comes to income or they refuse to do it when it comes to a truly organic, non-government sponsored economy. Isn't it kind of a tell that all along they know the right answer, they just refuse to implement it? It's definitely interesting because, you know, I, I think when you get into stuff um, like income taxes more broadly, it, it becomes so complex and convoluted that I think something that's a flat gas tax rate is something that is just a lot easier for politicians to get behind. Um, it's a lot easier for them to convey to their voters and their constituents. Um, and it's just something that, uh, you know, everyone across the board is just sort of going to um, you know, have the same amount of relief from. Um, you know, it, it's interesting how it's different at the federal level versus the state level. Um, you know, at, at the state level, a lot of these politicians are feeling even more pressure than, say, folks in Congress, because folks in Congress aren't going to have as much power to help out with uh, energy prices, you know, in your local towns and cities and states. But, you know, these state lawmakers and governors even um, there are ways that they can help, uh, perhaps more so than at the federal level. And so, you know, one of these kind of quick fixes that uh, we're talking about is, you know, gas tax holidays like that. You know, Ramsey, that nobody's talking about, but I know you're looking at. With this big push now for the, the agenda of um, alternative energy, I cannot help but notice, you know, I, I, I'm from Illinois. And in Illinois, we had a, a, a true success to gangsters. His name was Mike Madigan. Fifty years he was ruling over the state and really made corruption kind of the norm. And his corruptor was a company called ComEd, which is a subsidiary of Exelon. And for decades, they bribed the Democrats that, that have destroyed the, city, the state of Illinois. And for decades, they, they built a, a true legacy of, of corruption and what the payoff was was a monopoly as they were shutting down alter alternative energies that Exelon didn't own ultimately. And then funny enough, they indict after 50 years, he's 80 years old, um, but he's still sharper than Biden. They indict him. And yet Exelon gets a rate increase by the same Democrats he put in underneath him. They get a unanimous rate increase by the people. Are people kind of catching on that the green agenda isn't really something that's good for the environment or has to do with their, their their witchcraft of global warming. But what it really has to do is the bastardization of, of markets and energy companies solidifying them as a hand-in-glove subsidized soiree of corruption. Well, you know, it, the, the whole idea of, you know, clean energy versus, um, you know, the sort of the fossil fuel industry um, is, is, you know, 
fascinating right now because obviously there's a huge push uh, amongst Democrats, you know, to do new investments in clean energy. Um, but yet there are also at the same time a lot of those same members who have uh, private investments in <laughs> fossil fuel companies. Um, you know, we, we did a story on that a few weeks ago that sort of just shows that while, you know, there are a lot of uh, elected officials who are pushing for clean energy and alternative, you know, renewable resources like that, they also still, you know, realize how, uh, <laughs> you know, personally, financially uh, beneficial uh, these oil and gas companies can be because they're, you know, invested in them. Um, and so, you know, I, I think it's, it's very clear that, you know, fossil fuels aren't going away anytime soon, um, even if, uh, you know, the, the federal government would throw uh, a lot of new investment, uh, such as, you know, the Biden administration has uh, wanted to do. Um, so, you know, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, they're front running trillion dollar policies. This is something that should be bipartisan outrage. Trillion dollar policy. I mean, it explains why they're all multi, multi millionaires. I think Jennifer Granholm is the ultimate uh, example of everything wrong when politics takes um, on the agenda of energy rather than the marketplace. And after all, isn't so much of the alternatives or the so-called green energy ultimately rooted in bigger problems for the environment? Everything from biomass to the search for lithium and the rest of it, and the fact that we don't even know about the batteries, how you recycle them. Hasn't this been rushed upon the people and not thought out? It not the outrage of the fallacy in their in their solutions, isn't that kind of growing a little bit in the, throughout the nation? Definitely certain parts of, you know, clean energy investments can be, um, you know, not as clean as they may seem. Uh, you know, you mentioned batteries, for instance, uh, you know, it's simply mining the, the minerals that are needed uh, for certain electric vehicle batteries is very, um, you know, pollution heavy, um, but, you know, the, the argument is, of course, that, you know, in the long term, you're, you're still going to be uh, producing less greenhouse gases than you would be um, via normal fossil fuels. Uh, you know, I, I think something that's important to note is that we're not just seeing proposals like gas tax holidays from politicians. We're also seeing outright suggestions of rebates and, and sort of uh, direct payments like we saw under the stimulus packages, which it has caught the attention of the energy sector even more. Energy experts say that would be even worse than uh, giving a gas tax holiday because uh, you would drive up inflation and demand all that much more. So, uh, you know, I think it's important to to note that uh, those state and federal suggestions to, you know, give people several hundred dollars just back directly into their pockets is, you know, not something that energy experts think is a great idea at all. Do you think that this massive inflationary cost in, in energy costs is maybe it might be the best thing in the long run because so many Americans can remember just 14 short months ago when you could fill up your car for $27, and that's just a car. But all around, everything was better because we kind of had not a laissez-faire approach under Trump, but we had a much more advantageous American clean energy, which ironically is us. We produce both oil and coal at a much better and cleaner um, um, production for the environment than these third world countries we turn a blind eye to, whether it be Iran or Saudi Arabia or the rest of it, that the, if we really were concerned for what's best for the, the environment, we would allow American companies who have been the most uh, progressive in clean energy tactics and the most successful in it. Isn't that something that kind of I hear a bipartisan kind of ruffle where they're 
we're ready to turn that back over to, to, to American companies more so than these third world totalitarian countries. Isn't that something that's kind of gaining ground? Yeah, I mean, something you've heard a lot uh, from even Democrats uh, since this, you know, really spike in energy costs, you know, starting last year was that, you know, they they are now saying that they'd like to see more domestic energy production to help blunt those prices. Um, you know, something that I think people have to keep in mind when they're when they're asking themselves, like, what is going on with these global energy prices? Well, you know, we had a crazy anomaly, which was the pandemic that literally drove down the value of oil to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> if you remember how low it was. It actually went cost. negative. Now, they were charging to carry it. Yeah. Yeah. And now uh, they're seeing, you know, this surge in demand, but but yet that supply can't keep up. And so, you know, oil companies are are making it great right now. And so I think one thing they're looking at is that we they want to see how this plays out. Is this demand still going to be here in a year, two years to where they can really um, have enough confidence in the long-term viability of it to really put a lot of that new profit into new investment and new production? Um, that's some of the, you know, one of the things that they're really looking at because they they got hit hard during the pandemic. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're uh, sort of realizing that, you know, the, the, the world was loving it then, but, you know, all of a sudden now the, the world's against them again. And so uh, <laughs> they're kind of waiting this one out a little bit. Isn't there, too, an outrage among people of both parties, both political parties, when you see China just ignoring everything? Right, they're they're building a hundred new coal fire plants. They cut the deal with the Taliban for all of the minerals that we know are going to be essential in batteries in the future and the rest of it. Do you think that there is kind of a, a silver lining, a blessing in disguise? Is that ultimately, no matter what party you think you subscribe to, the obvious fraud in the system is being exposed, and in that kind of is the is the bright spot of the future. There's definitely frustration with China. I think sort of the mindset among uh, you know lawmakers from both sides in America is that you know if if the U.S. along with other major energy producers and consumers like Europe uh, and other countries, if they can all sort of get on the same train going forward, that they hope uh, you know China will at some point be forced. Uh, to follow suit, you know, it's also interesting right now because China uh, is really helping Russia uh, since we banned their uh, energy imports, uh, oil and gas imports, and Europe is at least trying to get off of Russian oil and gas. Um, you know, China has has uh, really been the only place that Russia has been able to turn to to help, uh, you know, keep that money flowing into to Putin's war, essentially. Now, if we could just communicate that the one who's really enriched China, Russia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, is the policies of the Democrat mafia, we may be on to something. And that's what I rely on you for, Ramsey Touchberry, because I love your writing, and I just need you to find a civilized way to do what I do, uncivilized, which is tell these people the problem in this country is the Democrat mafia. Thank you so much for joining me, Ramsey Touchberry. Feel free to use that. I will not sue you the first time. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. We'll take your calls and comments after this. AM560, the answer. You know, it's truly a mindset problem in this country. All of these so-called socialists, 
want you to believe it's the companies that are greedy. Yet who is more greedy than our government? They cannot possibly seize enough. They cannot corrupt enough. Their solution is the tell. So you know what the answer is. You want to make things better, you alleviate your taxation, and then we can thrive. So you admit it. And then you're going to act like you're doing me a favor? You're as ungrateful as this Zelensky character, aren't you? You should be thanking me, dummy. Let alone you're, you're going to tell me you need more? Boy, oh boy, now I understand why they, they sided with Zelensky, huh? I understand why they overlooked the Nazi flags and whatnot. It's the control and the failure and the corruption they admire. Greg and LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, how are you? Even, even if you wanted to make an argument that this green technology might be more cost-effective, pollution-effective down the road, do you honestly believe that government is going to go the most efficient route, the most profitable Absolutely route? Absolutely not. The most per- and do you believe if government, government can't do that, do you believe that this particular presidential uh, group of people, this, our president and his group of administrators would be even able to pull something like this off with the history that they've had in what? Greg, I can't believe months? there's an honest man that voted for Joe Biden. And I'm dead serious. There is not one honest man that voted for Joe Biden or woman. There is only somebody that wanted to be subsidized in one form or another that voted for Joe Biden. There is nobody that didn't I see this it. guy coming. Nobody. And, I, the, and, the, I, and the interesting thing to your point, the interesting thing to your point is this. Did you have to subsidize the growth of this nation prior to these modern Democrats? Did you have to subsidize anything in this nation? No. The only thing you have to subsidize are their solutions for their pretend problem. First of all, what they really don't want to focus on is all of their predictions for their nightmare of global warming or climate crisis. All of them are wrong. All of them. So they have to distract the people by letting them know from step one, they've been lying to us. Their hypothesis is a lie. Their scales are fraud. It's kind of like everything they do with anything, whether it be pandemic, economy, green energy. They only know how to do one thing, and that is to absolutely, unequivocally, bald-faced lie to you. Compared to 2020, we're reducing the size of the deficit relative to our economy by almost two-thirds. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds! We're doing, it's, it's that much better. You believe this piece of garbage? Thank you, Greg, for the call. I appreciate it. Tim on the north side. Hey, Sean, how's it going? Good, how are you? I had a question for you. I don't know if you're much of a golfer, but I wanted to get your take on the whole Phil Mickelson <laughs> I don't know anything kind of situation. Brother, there's two uh, ways you could stump me. You ask me things in the Bible, and you ask me about sports. I don't know anything about Phil Mickelson other than I think he has hairy cleavage. That's all I know about him. Thank you very much, Tim. Don't know anything about sports? Don't care. 312-642-5600. <laughs> AM 560, The Answer. What the hell is that? Oh, Van Halen. I remember that. All right. I got calls on the line. 312-642-5600. I'm going to take your calls. You know what? I'm going to take your calls first because I want to get into this Moscow Bernie Sanders, this rat bastard. By the way, how come no one's asking him about what he thinks about Russia? 
He honeymooned in Moscow. Isn't that relevant? I think that's relevant. But no, no, no. He has. He wants to go after Amazon. He should be on his knees thanking Amazon, not not in the Kamala Harris way. All right. Fred, Orland Park. Hey, how about Chris Rock and Will Smith cage fight? Instead of thrilling in Manila, the slap in Chicago. So I want to use that as an opening for the casino. So now, Fred, this is something I don't. I, the only sport I ever pay attention to is any kind of combat sport. I like combat sports, but you know, when I was a kid, I'm going to ask you something. I never saw a man slap another man. You're a disgrace, a disgrace to Ike Turner. That's not a slap. Was that a slap to you, Fred? You take that no, foot, you on. step through, and That's you slap, slap somebody. What the hell is that? I want to slap the kid in there just to slap. show him what he's like. I, I can't believe these are men. It was ridiculous. They and aren't. I'll, and I'll tell you another thing. He was laughing until he looked over at that scarecrow wife of his. And she had the, oh, someone mentioned me face. And I don't even buy that she's got, what does she say she has? Alopecia? Poppycock. I say I she's a know. liar. I didn't even watch that thing. No. I just, the slap in Chicago be good for, look. The right sh- foot numb could use that, open it up? Yeah. A casino. I like that. The slap in Chicago. We open it up. We have Chris Rock in there. I'll tell you what, though. Chris Rock never, you know, I mean, for a little guy, he just turned his face and went on with the thing. But I appreciate it. Well, he can take him down. Oh. He can take him. All that made me do is never want to watch a Will Smith, and I never will. I'll never watch a movie this idiot does again. That's how you slap? You're a man? I want an Ike Turner. Put some stank on it. The hell are you thinking? Anyway, let's get to the uh, Moscow Bernie Sanders. This is a big deal. See, what goes on during the weekend is these senators and these Congress birthing people and others, they go before the Congress. We pay for all this nonsense, too. And they pontificate about things they're going to put in bills and about the agendas they want. But more importantly, what's going to culminate now over the course of the three years is you cannot spend this kind of money without figuring out ways to get it. The problem is when you have economic illiterates and people who've never done a damn thing in their life. Bernie Sanders is a particular joke of a human being and, 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 and not even a man. He did not work until he was 40 years old. He got elected to be mayor. He's never worked. So Bernie Sanders has always been a something-for-nothing mindset of a communist. This is what he has to offer. So he doesn't understand. It's a funny thing. I was, I'm, I'm in town for a little while. Not long, believe me. But I grew up in Melrose Park, and there was an eyesore called Maywood Park Racetrack. Now, Maywood Park Racetrack, even when it was thriving, I thought was a hub of degenerates. I, I think gamblers and horse players, and I've been related to them. I think it's the greatest evil among man. You just throw away your life. He who gambles lives in shambles, which is always the the answer of a gangster government is gambling. Ironically, they end up subsidizing the, the losses, but that's a whole other topic. Anyway, it was a failed out-of-business racetrack. It was a disaster. Amazon came in, and they benefited Melrose Park tremendously, not to mention all of the jobs and all the rest of it. So anyway, I, I, I had to go to the, I, I'm getting out of some, some property and some things here in Illinois, and I had to go to a meeting on Saturday. And I got caught in the middle of it all when they let the trucks out. And I'm looking around, and there had to be 40 trucks. And you see the trucks, Mercedes, Dodge, all the rest of them. You see the vans. And then you look at all the license plates, all the stickers, and you realize how much this one company generated for all those different car makers, for all the license plate costs and all the rest, and what a benefit it is to the community. And then you realize those are people in those trucks. There's hundreds of thousands of people in each one of these 
Amazon distribution centers. Hundreds of thousands of jobs that would never have existed. Each one of those jobs paying people, of course, but also paying taxes and also paying the scam Ponzi scheme lie of Social Security and all the other benefits. Then if Jeff Bezos never said, ah, I, don't think, I don't think that's a good idea. I think I'll go work at Office Depot, which he could have done. But what that one man did for society, one man, and I'm just showing one town in a loser state like Illinois, failed state, and then think about all the other distribution centers throughout the state, and then think about the country, and think about the world, and all the rest of it. And all those taxes generate, not to mention the one thing that was never being generated in that depression area Maywood Park racetrack, property taxes. Now, did they lure him here with some benefit? Yes, but he'll ultimately pay on top of that because Amazon is here to stay. The problem is we have ideological imbeciles, ideological communists, Marxists, socialists, and we allow them to lie their way into a job. Now, you see, the best example is this facade of a man, Diapers Biden. But you've got some dangerous caballeros. Dangerous. Chuck Schumer, Bernie Sanders, Chuck Connors. What's her name? Uh, Sacagawea. Elizabeth Warren, the phony, phony Geronimo. And uh, he went on, on to embarrass himself, but moreover, really kind of tell you what the future is going to look like if you keep Democrats in any kind of power position. I believe in industrial policy. That means the government works with the private sector. No, 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 no. Now, why, do you, why does that happen? See, that's socialism. In this country, you don't work with the private sector. There's just the private sector, and then you extort it. You tax it. Work with it. They, they, they alleviate their gangsterism, and they pretend they're working with you. Where's the work that the government does efficiently? Is there one aspect, one area of our economy that they provide an actual benefit to society? It does not mean that the government simply gives the private sector everything they want with no... See, now you, you, that's a telling thing. You mean give us what we want by the freedom to do it? You mean give us the freedom? This is, see, it's the words. It's the way in which they present themselves. Because what Bernie Sanders and the rest of the Democrat scum like him think is that your freedom comes from them allowing you to have it. This is a fundamental disagreement with these rat bastards, which is why I say pick your states. Well, you could keep the ones you already ruined, rats protection to the taxpayer so if as a result of these 53 billion dollars in grants these companies make money that's good that's good but the taxpayers who helped invest in these new production facilities should be able to enjoy they didn't help invest you con man fraud by allowing what's called tax abatements or the same taxes that these scum areas run by democrats we're generating, which is nothing. You're not doing a benefit, and taxpayers aren't doing anything other than suffering under your rule, like everywhere you Democrat roaches rule. Some of those profits as well, and get some of that money returned to them. And Honest to God, you know what I would do if I was judge? They're lucky. They're lucky. Capitalists don't organize. And say, here's what we're going to do, commie scum. Nothing. We're going to take a month off. How will you do then, Moscow Bernie? Roach, 312-642-5600. AM 560, the answer. 
Oh, good song. There you go. Not bad there, Scroll Hands. Not bad. So a couple things to cover here. First of all, the war gave diapers Biden a bump in the polls. Did you know that? The irony of that. A war where we are fighting a subsidized proxy war with Russia gave Biden a bump in the polls. I can't imagine there's five people in this country who think this idiot's qualified to do anything, let alone doing a good job at anything. I can't believe there's not a nationwide call for an immediate impeachment of this buffoon. And not simply because he's has wet socks and doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July, but because he's been wrong on everything. So when I hear these approval ratings above 2%, I'm shocked. What is driving it? Well, a couple things here. First of all, you've got the war in Russia and Ukraine. There's a lot of unity in the poll when you ask folks about their attitude towards Ukraine, their attitude towards Russia, their attitude towards Putin. But when it comes to Biden's handling of the situation... It's a good thing Americans have no idea about the Minsk Accord or anything about the atrocities that have been going on for 15 years. It's a good thing Americans are stupid. Otherwise, the Democrats would be out of work. They'd be completely unemployed, and it would be a... It would be equivalent to trader, which it should be. You can see here he's underwater. 41 approved, 52 disapproved. And then, as you mentioned, it is the economy. Look at this. Biden's handling of the economy now almost two to one disapprove in this poll. So who's the one that approve? Who's the one person to say, (laughs) yeah, it's great. Empty shelves, skyrocketing costs, the destruction of our dollar and the fact that the United States dollar may no longer be the world currency. He's my kind of guy. Who's the one out of three that think this imbecile should be in charge of anything? 63-63. Again, compare this to our previous poll in January. Back then, he was closer to 40%. Now he's closer to 30%. And long term, since the start of his presidency, 2021, this number, his approval of Joe Biden on, on the economy, has just ticked down and down and down. This is a new low for him on the economy. 33-63. You ask voters sort of an open-ended question here. What do you think the most important issue facing the country is? And there you can see the top two now. Cost of living, jobs in the economy, Russia-Ukraine war obviously capturing everybody's attention right now, but it's the cost of living, it's jobs, the economy, those are the two answers you get from Americans. So I'm wondering, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the excitement about the actions we've taken in Ukraine? And I'm wondering what the reception will be when people are aware that the Ukrainian president is upset with us for giving him $30 billion weapons and the rest of it. How bad do things have to get before people demand what all of us should have been demanding since he usurped the office, which was the 25th Amendment implementation and an immediate impeachment proceeding be started? And I thought this was interesting. When you pose the question this way, as we did in this poll to voters, you say, hey, both of these things are very important. Controlling inflation and improving the economy, ending the Russia-Ukraine war. Let's stipulate they're both important. Which, though, do you voters think should be Joe Biden's top priority? Again, you can see here it goes 68-29. You wait for Democrats to admit they're wrong or change direction, you'll be Venezuela. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... 
With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The definition of a hard tyranny is when there are state-approved opinions. When it comes to the topic of January 6th, there is only a state-approved opinion. If you have another opinion on what you saw January 6th, then you are going to be considered as a domestic terrorist, perhaps, by the Merrick Garland-headed Department of Justice. I never thought in this country you would have something as a state-approved opinion. The only real thing I saw that was horrifying on January 6th was the murder of Ashley Babbitt. That's how I view it. But among the ruling party of Marxist mafia, as I call them, some call them Democrats, but I'm from Chicago, I know what they are. Corrupt Marxist mafia. You are seeing a push forward for people who have an opinion, like mine, on January 6th to be blacklisted, to be... Censored. I think that's a problem. I wanted to bring on somebody else who thinks it's a problem. The only difference is Hans von Spakovsky is a genius, is a man of accomplishment, is a man of letters, is a man I respect. Hans, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Sean, Sean I'm doing great, although I tell you, with that build-up, I'm going to have to do well on your show. Well, listen, you've done all the things that you know my, my mother wanted me to do. You did it. I didn't have the patience for it. I didn't like school, but... You did it, and you didn't let it taint your idea of liberty, of freedom, of America. Somehow you kept it all together when so many people lose it. And the idea that for your opinion, you can be blacklisted from running for office in a country that is supposed to be a representative republic is astonishing to me. But the reality is that's what we're living in, is it not? Yeah, unfortunately. And uh, you know, specifically, too, what we're talking about is there's an effort going on by Democratic lawyers. Apparently, this has been engineered by Mark Elias. You know who he was. Oh, he, he was the one that he, he engineered the Steele dossier. He was Hillary Clinton's general counsel in the 2016 campaign. Anyway, what they're doing is they are they have now filed complaints in uh, Georgia against uh uh, a rep- Republican representative there, Marjorie Taylor Greene, they have filed a complaint in North Carolina against Representative Cawthorn, and they filed a complaint in Wisconsin against Senator Johnson and two Republicans. And what they're saying in these complaints is that um, these members of Congress should be delisted from the ballot for the real, for, for, because they're all trying to get reelected, of course, in the midterm elections, but that they should be delisted from the ballots because they are disqualified due to this obscure provision in the 14th Amendment um, that was passed after the American Civil War for taking part in an insurrection on January 6th. This is a huge that, problem. That is what's happening. Yeah. The minute they started to use this word, I realized what it was. And I, you know, I'm from the sewer of Chicago. This is how the mafia works. They stay on the offense. They never stay still so you can never go after the root cause of things. 
First of all, that was the weakest insurrection by the most out-of-shape people in the history of all politics, number one. Number two, there were no weapons aside from the one used to murder Ashley Babbitt. Number three, I still can't get a, a read on where exactly Ray Epps is. It seems to me to be more of a successful false flag than anything else. And it really takes away from my original problem, which you were in front of before everybody. Did we ever really audit the vote that put in diapers Biden? Uh, No. And the few audits that were done, one of the only ones, of course, was in Arizona. uh, They found all kinds of problems, but none of those problems that they uncovered are being investigated. Hans, I was doing election coverage that night. Um, I was doing it right here on these airwaves. I was there when they shut down the count. Going into the shutdown it was virtually a mathematical impossibility. In fact, the only way he could have won is if he had exactly 94-plus turnout, and they were all for Joe Biden. And then that's exactly what happened, and I've had a problem ever since that damn night. The next day, I own a little cigar store. I put on my cigar store window, Biden voters keep out. I also... I also... I, I, I rescinded my right to be governed by who I believe, me, I believe is in there under very suspicious problems. I'm never going to let go of that. And I'm never going to buy the tagline that what I saw by these people meandering around the Capitol was somehow an insurrection. But six months later, what the eco-Nazis did by causing $60 million in destruction and true devastation was not an insurrection. Why do we allow them to use these words to cloud judgment rather than what we all saw. It's it's astonishing to me in the year 2021 we're being played like this. Well, it's look, it, it is left-wing propaganda because, and this is a point I make in, in an op-ed I just wrote, uh, look, there's a federal statute on insurrection. I mean, there's a federal statute that, that uh, punishes as a criminal violation of the law uh, any act of insurrection or rebellion against the United States government not a single individual who's been arrested and charged over what happened on January 6th of the Capitol. And look, you, you know, they've been charged with everything from criminal trespassing to assaulting uh, a police officer. Not a single one has been charged under the federal insurrection statute. No one. And not a single member of Congress has been arrested or charged in any way. So, you know, there's two big problems with what they're trying to do. One, um, the, 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 these members of Congress certainly do not fit within the category of having participated in, in, in an insurrection or rebellion. But the other thing is they want to ignore our constitutional history. And what I mean by that is, look, the obscure provision they're talking about in the 14th Amendment was a provision. Remember, 14th Amendment was passed right after the end of the American Civil War. And Congress put in a provision to disqualify members of Congress who had joined the Confederacy and members of the uh, Union Army who had joined the Confederacy. But they put in a very unique provision in the 14th Amendment that doesn't exist anywhere else in the Constitution. It said Congress could get rid of this disqualification by a two-thirds vote of each House. Didn't have to go back to the state, didn't have to be signed by the president. Congress could simply decide that this kind of a disqualification for having engaged rebellion could be removed from the 14th Amendment. And guess what? In 1872, Congress did exactly that. They passed an Amnesty Act that got rid of almost all of the disqualifications, except for a couple. 
And in 1898, they passed a second one that entirely threw out this part, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, that all these Democratic lawyers are relying on in all these complaints that they have filed. They just want to ignore the fact that Congress got rid of it and this provision doesn't exist anymore. There's also always been a problem with me. In order to have an insurrection, I mean, if we're going to use the word, doesn't there have to be a weapon? No one had a gun. This is a major problem with me. I'm from Chicago. You don't go to your car without a gun. I have I have more weapons than a pirate because I live in this Democrat sewer. Yet here we are at what was supposed to be an overthrow of the government, and nobody had a gun except for the guard that shot and murdered Ashley Babbitt. Why is this not brought up anytime, anywhere, for with any significance? I I, I don't want to take their definitions anymore because I'm from the sewer of Chicago. And I see how the Marxists, the corrupt among us, use words like weapons. It was not an insurrection. And until you can show me somebody with a gun or even with the intent, the intent, the vocal intent to overthrow the government, how are we just allowing them to get away with this label? Well, unfortunately, there's too many people that are not willing to speak up. I mean, look, I'll be the first to tell you that I don't like what happened at the Capitol. Um, It's it's ridiculous. it was yeah, but look, it was a peaceful protest, and then a very small handful of people, you know, got out of hand and trespassed in the Capitol. That shouldn't have happened. But the overreaction to it uh, has been monumental. Everything from um, the individuals who were arrested for things like criminal trespass, still being in jail, being held in solitary confinement. Um, the, the way Nancy Pelosi took advantage of this, look, I worked close to the Capitol, and after this was all over, they ringed the Capitol with walls and barricades and barbed wire and National Guard troops when there was nobody left. There were no protesters. There was nothing going on. That was all for show, and it made, it made um, the Capitol look like the old uh, Kremlin under the communists and the old Soviet Union. I mean, that's the way they reacted to it. And, and I, it's also now, prima facie evidence why we should never believe a word that they say. And I mean that to call this, to make this what it is. I have to watch this fraud of a human being from Illinois. Only the perfect example of an Illinois Republican, Adam Kinzinger, come on and go after Mark Meadows. The whole time this guy has been using his never Trump position to start a pack that has hidden millions from his contributors that are all benefiting from uh, um, the infrastructure bill and the rest of the political corruption. Hans, I'm so sick of playing these these word games with corrupt politicians, and they get away with it. I can't believe we're in this position in the corner, afraid to speak about obvious truths. Well, it is unfortunate, um, and and uh, like I said, the latest is them now trying to disqualify the few members of Congress that did spoke up. By the way, they're not only trying to use the 14th Amendment, but they're saying that these um, members of Congress, these Republicans, uh, should be disqualified because they objected to the certification of certain states on January 6th. Well, the problem with that is is that um, they did it according to a federal statute. There's a law called the Electoral Count Act of 1887 that says that when they're holding the joint session and they're counting the Electoral College votes, it specifically lays out that a senator 
and a representative can sign a written objection to the certification of votes from a particular state. And then it says when that happens, they temporarily suspend the joint session. The House goes back to its side. The Senate goes to its side. They debate the objection. They vote on it. And if it's voted down, then they go back to counting the electoral college votes. That's exactly what happened on January 6th. Right. So these representatives were following the law, and yet they're being accused of insurrection for following a federal law. I just was hoping for a full-throated defense of these accusations. And then the other thing I've seen, Hans, is this, this Mark Elias has outsmarted us. For 30 years, he's been working hand-in-glove with the Clinton Foundation, which somehow circumvents all scrutiny. Where here we are at the precipice of World War III, the very nuclear weapons that could threaten the world were enriched by the Clinton Foundation selling Uranium One. And this lawyer has been at the root of all of this nonsense, all of it. And yet he continues to stay on the offense. He continues to bastardize American politics. He continues to win as we continue to be victimized. And freedom is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. The circle of liberty is no longer a circle. In fact, the, if we can't come to the realization that we, what sits in the office today is somebody who may have very well frauded the election. And rather than focus on that, it looks like we're going to go through another cycle where they could do the very same thing and nothing's been corrected. Makes me lose faith in our republic. Well, the one thing I will tell you about, I, look, I don't, I don't underestimate the trouble caused by Mark Elias, but the one thing I would tell you is that um, he actually, for example, in 2020, you know, he was behind many of the lawsuits that were filed. He actually has a losing record. Good. He has, he, he has lost a lot of his cases, and all of these cases that we're talking about now, trying to get these members of Congress disqualified from ballots in these three states, uh, he's going to lose those cases, too. Good. Now, here's what I see, and I'm disgusted by it. Obviously, they want to put another rubber stamp to the fascistic Marxism that the Democrats are now comfortable implementing. So whether it is, uh, uh, I call her affirmative action, Jackson, or the next one, they're going to get Clarence Thomas to step down because his wife texts Mark Meadows. This is an outrage to me. But is it going to work? Unfortunately, I think they are going to get Judge Jackson confirmed because no matter how bad her record is, and it's bad. I mean, she is a left-wing radical ideologue. Uh, they are committed to confirming her, but they just don't care about any of that. But are they going to force Justice Thomas to step down? That ain't going to happen. Thank God. That's why I love having you on. You make me feel good. You make me feel optimistic. And you, like <laughs> me, have never accepted the fact that I want proof that there were 81 million morons that voted for Joe Biden. I still hate to believe it. He is Hans von Spakovsky. He's at theheritage.org. I am so proud that you come on my show. You made my day. Thank you so much, Hans. Keep up the good fight, will you please? I, I will. Thanks for having me on. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, the answer. See, the way you lose an argument when you're right is to give concession to wrong positions. I don't care how many times they call it an insurrection. That was not an insurrection. If it was, you would have charged them with that. Yet you didn't. It's a legal act of tyranny. And you're doing what? Trespassing? You've destroyed people's lives? You have imprisoned them for over a year? In solid This is the bastardization of American law. Why? Because we gave up. We took their definition. And by they, 
I mean the corrupt mafia that needed to seize this office to put forward all of their corruption that we now consider omnibus bills, infrastructure bills, and the rest of it. As they have completely overtaken our economy, completely destroyed the tranquility of our nation, and put us on the threshold of World War III. Ironically, we'll be nuked by the very uranium that the Duchess of Chaffington and her sidewinder intern molester husband arranged with Root and Tootin Putin. The irony is almost laughable. Scott Portage, Indiana. Yeah, Sean, I, I'm with you on uh, a great interview with the gentleman you just had. Hans um, von Spakovsky, that's a big pull, kid. That means this show is going places when you get Hans, but go ahead. Yeah, yes. Um, I, like you, I watched that the, the beginning of the, uh, the hearings, and as soon as they brought up, you know, Arizona and Cruz handed it over and the doors busted open and they were going to stop it before it ever got started. It was done that that and everything was timed. But my biggest reason why I called you is like, no, and you don't hear it from anybody. It was not in Trump's best interest to have this happen. He no. wanted to have the hearings. He wanted to have it all done. And I haven't heard anybody stand up and say, hey, why would they say that he would want this done, stop? But when it was in his best interest to get it to, to get it to Pence and make Pence get up on there and make. Well, here's the one. It was. It was. He fell into, in my opinion, he fell into traps that were set for him. In the meantime, it would have been simple: just demand an audit. I wanted an audit of those key districts, those Democrat mafia districts that had over ninety-five percent, and all of the votes that came in for those four hours, or ninety-plus percent of them, all were for Biden. And I wanted to see about the same-day registration. That's something yep. that bothered me. And the ballot harvesting. And you know yep. what Democrats need to win. The cheat, the lie, the fraud of their popularity and their swindles. Anthony McHenry. Oh, Sean, thank you. I, I just wanted to say that uh, your ability to pull Hans von Skotsky on your show and Ron Johnson, you are a player, man. And, and oh, I called before and said, you you got to get tense on because that rat was behind this, and I'll get to my point. I, and it's not something that I came up with. I watched Greg Kelly on Newsmax, and it makes a lot of sense. I think I think this was a play by Pelosi. She, this was her. This was her insurance that the uh, that the certification was not going to go through. It explains why these guards let all these people in. It explains why she didn't want the National Guard there. And the look on Pence's face when Cruz stood up and said, yes, I'm here, and I signed, and I'm the senator, I thought he was going to wet his pants. And she couldn't rely on him to hold the line, and this was, this was their you know, final way to stop it. And, and, and I it bothered agree. me the whole time. Trump, it bothered me the whole time. Trump wanted to. He wanted it to go through. No, but it bothered me the whole time that you didn't call for an immediate audit. An immediate audit. I've never seen four hours, three hours shut down, and you don't think that there is a, 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 an, an, an operation in motion to fraud the vote? At that moment, it's illegitimate. Do it again. And by the way, I still want that audit, Anthony. I still want it today. I want to know the names. I want to know if they were alive. I want to know if they lived in the areas. I want to know it all. Yet we don't talk about it. Now we're going to go for another election, and you don't think it could happen again? It's awful naive. 312-642-5600.
I'll be back. AM560, the answer. You know, the nice thing about watching a lot of movies, every once in a while you'll remember something you saw years and years ago. And yes, I'm losing my voice, but I'll fight through it, damn it. There was a movie in 1981. I want you to hear this. The people's minds to accept our solution to the world's problems. The energy crisis here in the United States was exceptionally successful worldwide. 1981. We expect similar success with our upcoming food shortage. Our labor leaders have made great progress by causing confusion and work stoppages in all areas of the world. Financially, the dollar is being devalued even faster than we could have hoped. It's called inflation now. Politically, the public has lost total confidence in any form of government. The threat of universal war is a daily possibility. As you know, we ourselves do not need to hold any visible office of leadership. As a matter of fact, it's better that we do not. We control the finances, news media, food, transportation, energy. We control everything. This is a young Klaus Schwab. It is important that you, as world leaders, keep our program before your countrymen. With our World Bank and computer program operational, we now have the capacity to control the financial affairs of every human being on Earth giving each person his own computer number. Anytime his number is used, we would know his financial situation at once. He could not buy or sell anything without his computer number. It will simplify their lifestyles tremendously. The end result will be a one-world monetary and government system that we alone will control. Yes. What about the people who forget their number, or their cards are lost or stolen? We've made provisions for that. By using this laser imprinter. Now, I want you to think that's 1981. And now is the time when things are shifting. We're going to, there's going to be a new world order out there. It's an American president. Of course, he's 80. His wet socks can't figure out why. Thinks his wife is his nurse. Destroying the quality of Americanism. However, it's here. Some would call that a conspiracy theory. I don't know. Seems to be coming to fruition. Tom, Blue Island. Hey, buddy, uh, having Hans on, great guest. Uh, Biden, when they shut the machines off, Sean, and then they put them back on, all four of those states, the vote precipitously, it, 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 it was surreal, all went towards Biden. When they shut them down, Trump was up 56 to 43%. He was up almost a million votes in Pennsylvania. And if you use their own statistics, that means that there was 20% of the vote that was left. Biden got 80% of it. And I, I don't believe any of it, and I hope you just keep pounding it because you're right about the January 6th stuff. All it is meant to do it's is to get people you. not to question anything. To, and if we do that, then they win. It's to intimidate you from your own opinion. And that is how the Democrat mafia can survive. Because all you need do is recognize the obvious. They're lying about everything. And I mean that. I'm talking about everything. You know, it's funny to watch what's happening with the bill in Florida that the people love. The idea that their kids will not be sexualized from the time they're in preschool to third grade. And now it's called by the media and Hollywood, don't say gay. 
right? What is it? Isn't that what it is? Don't say gay bill. It's not what it is at all. It's funny to see what's happening, but what they don't understand is rejecting them is now becoming a badge of honor among people of good character, such as Ron DeSantis. That there's even people in Hollywood that are that are opposed, um, you know, to, to to providing protections for parents and enforcing oh. parents' rights. You know, the one thing I'll say about that is if the people who held up degenerates like Harvey Weinstein up as exemplars and as heroes and as all that, if those are the types of people that are opposing us on parents' rights, I wear that like a badge of honor. See, that's the way to take it. If you truly want to be with these Democrats, go to their areas, stay among them. I've been sick since I landed here. You're hearing me lose my voice now. I think I'm allergic to these rat bastard Democrats. I do. That's what happens when you stay away from long enough. You become allergic to them because they're vermin. Craig Mount Greenwood. Hello. How are you? Are you there? All of a sudden, it's a Verizon. I'm here. All right. How do I, how do I sound? Can you hear me now? Hey, you sound just you. You remember when I used to sound like uh, kind of? I don't know. You, you had some character. You said I sounded like that. Chipmunk. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what you do. All right. So now uh, you know reverse little roles. Okay. Hey, I want to cheer you up because here's what I believe: these dumb old ass delays push everything too far. They don't. They have no self control. They don't. They never know when to stop pushing something. Doing anything. now. They keep they keep going after uh, Trump for this January sixth thing and everything and all all this stuff, but I believe that what's going to happen is is it's going to take and open up opportunities for like the uh, when you have that this discovery with the lawyers and a different thing and they're all they're doing is making sure that we keep this thing alive and we get to the bottom of it and we're going to expose them Correct. because if, if, I think you're right yeah. by the way and I'm going to tell you something from your own neighborhood we went to the event the Dan Prothros do you know how many Southsiders were there. Proud to be there, probably formally called themselves Democrats. At the end of the Biden regime, when he is finally ripped out of office, impeached and disgraced, exposed for being compromised and bought and paid for from China to Ukraine and the rest of it, there will be a decade where a Democrat cannot win. Because after all, this failure is so obvious, so undeniable. That even the step-and-fetch Democrat base is feeling the failure. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. Kevin, Austin, Texas. One of the the scary things in the last election was in Philadelphia when they're counting the votes and they had people to go and they the sheriff said no, you don't we we can't help you and they put up you know big things on the windows so people couldn't watch the vote being counted. I know it's fraud, and that's why. People got to get involved, even in Chicago, to be, watch the polls, the next vote, to make <clears> sure they don't do it again. It's why so you must. I'll tell you the other thing, Kevin. It's, it, in my opinion, that's customary. We've been living like this for yeah. 50 years, and everybody knows it. It's why you must abandon these Democrat stronghold sewers. Because they've perfected the cheat. They've got you used to it. And it's why they must live amongst themselves. I say run away from them. Abandon the scum. Thank you very much, Kevin. All right, I'll get back. I'll take the rest of your calls. 312-642-5600. This voice can last another segment. I promise. AM560, the answer. Listen to me. In a country that's born of freedom, you have the freedom to have your own opinion. The idea that there is a political movement to make you afraid to, to voice your opinion. 
tells you there's fraud. It's really that simple. And I don't care if a Democrat, a Republican, a step-and-fetch vote like Adam Kinzinger or Liz Cheney tell you you cannot think away. That's how you know there's a cover-up and a fraud and a lie at the root of the problem. I will not be intimidated by scum of any political persuasion or any gender. I think we got six of them now, right? How many of these things we got going around? I like a simpler time. Paul Worth. Yeah, Sean. Yeah. In uh, 2020, there were 168 million people registered to vote in America. And you're telling me that with Trump, 75 million and Biden, 81 million votes cast, that 157 million out of 168 million voters <laughs> Turned out to vote. That ain't I don't nothing buy else. it. Listen, do you hear what they're telling you? That had nothing else to do. Now, here's the other thing they don't want you to know. What's the what's the largest turnout before then? You want me to believe that Joe Biden got what 16 million more than the Duchess of Chaffington? 20 million more than Barack Obama because he's very charismatic. In fact, when I listen to this dimwit, this dementia patient, diapers Biden, when I hear him talk, I how could you not be inspired? By this rambling stupidity of lies and fraud. No, I, that's not how I think of this. I've been dealing with foreign policy for longer than anybody. The fact he got one vote tells me there's too many scum. Steve, Indiana. Hi, Steve. All right, Steve is talking. John, Milwaukee. Hello, Sean. Two years ago, everything was Trump's fault. Now, everything is Putin's fault. Yeah. Uh, they pushed Biden in to get rid of Bernie, and now what we have is worse than Bernie, and this is because of a complicit media and a very, very dumbed-down society. I'll shut up and take your answer. I am, Thank you. I, I so am much. shocked at the standards Americans do not have. Have you no standards, America? This is an embarrassment, a dementia-ridden, unfit, unable fraud who you're pretending is the president. Get him out of there. Let's put the tramp in. I mean, how much worse could she do? Lori, Lyle. You are so right. Everything you said tonight is true. And that Hans guy, I want that video because I want to send that video to as many people as I can with him saying what he said. That is exactly what is happening right now in this country. All the things that he talks about in there about inflation. Our country. Oh, no, I think you're been, confusing. Hans von Spakovsky was the, was the guy I interviewed, was my interview. You're talking about the clip I played, Early Warning. Early Warning is, is what, a 1981 warning? movie. Early Warning. I've got to get that. It's early on YouTube. Warning. Check it out on YouTube, or as right. Bunny says, the YouTube. Either one has it. Thank you, Laurie. Sergeant Dino. Hey, Sean, praying for your throat first and foremost. Get Thank some you. Chlorine buddy. dioxide. Thank you. All right. I called, uh, I talked Honey Bunny. It just came out today. RealClearPolitics.com. RealClearPolitics.com. Here's the headline. New peer-reviewed research finds evidence of 2020 voter fraud by a margin of what? 52% to 40% voters believe that the cheating. And that's per Rasmussen Report survey this month. Look it up. RealClearPolitics.com. Sergeant Dino. preaching it. Yes, sir. They, I, I, they have a way out. Why don't you just admit you cheated, reinstate everybody who should be there, and we'll call it even. Let's get back to the America we had before you put in this political whore. I, all right, let's just get on with it. 
Because the idea I got to wait three more years of this moron or the tramp running things, I don't know if I could do it. Let's hear from the tramp. Well, yeah, I always like to hear. You know what I mean? Every once in a while, they make me laugh. Imagine all the heavy-duty vehicles that keep our supply lines strong uh-huh. and allow our economy to grow. Imagine that they produced zero emissions. Well, you all imagined it. That's why we're here today. you got to be an absolute moron to vote for a Democrat. Come that's, on, man. That's absolutely beautiful. She thinks she's being philosophical rather than explaining why no one should ever vote for a Democrat again. What else do you have to say, Socrates? We are also announcing funding for, yes, one of my favorite topics, electric school buses. Yay! Get a short one. Put you and Biden in the back. Let's go to the zoo. Steve, Indiana. Yeah, uh, Sean, I uh, just looking at this thing with D.C. and how it's run a pattern. Uh, Janet Napolitano years ago, remember when she made the speech, the ones that you have to fear the most are the conservatives and the military. Janet Napolitano, another Democrat beauty queen. Steve, you're going to be mad at me. I took you at the end of the show. Can you do me a favor, not get mad, and then call back in 21 hours, brother? Okay. I appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.